You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I'm your host today, Casey Corbin. And thank you for joining us on the podcast. All right. Yeah. Before we get to the podcast, you know what we got to do. Hit us up on all the social media outlets on Facebook. We are backslash Talking Wrestling. We are also at Gmail. Send us a Gmail. If you have any questions uh, regarding the show, any requests, send them to the old Gmail, talkingwrestling at gmail.com. We are uh, on Spotify, Talking Wrestling on Spotify. Just type in Talking Wrestling and you'll find us. While you're also on Spotify, check out Casey Corbin. I've uh, released the new, uh, a new re release, actually, uh, The C Train, uh, an album of my uh, 2008 special. Uh, so that is available on Spotify for you now, uh, along with different jokes and, uh, Turtle Crossing and Vampires are popular. Uh, back to talking wrestling though. Uh, we are also on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, favorable review, review, five star rating. Always have trouble with that part. You know what to do. Uh, we are also on Twitter at TNW pod. And finally we are on Instagram on the old Instagram at Talking Wrestling Podcast at Instagram.com. That's where you can find us. And now, speaking of finding things, uh, oh, or there he is right there, merely six feet away in another studio out in Mississauga. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my co host with the most. It's Reese Turner. Casey. Casey, how are you, buddy? How oh. are you? Are you stressed out for your Islanders now, bud? No, I am. I am feeling good about the Islanders. Uh, I gotta be honest. I'm rusty on the wrestling this week because there's been Islander games every second night, and it's been intense. Like, you know, we lost eight nothing two games ago, and then we came Got and the then shit kicked out. And you. then we lost two nothing. And we were down 2 nothing. So the way I look at it is we're coming back 10 goals to win a game almost. And uh, we only needed three to win, but we got them, and it was crazy. Uh, Beauvillier got the goal. Of course he got a goal because he's the Coconut God. Yes, he is Coconut God. I remember... <laughs> Uh, the first time he he's from Montreal, and the first time he went back to play uh, in Montreal, his whole family was there, and uh, you could see them because there were like five Islander jerseys in like a in one area. So you're like, oh, that's someone's family. And uh, when they went out for the warm up, they went they let him lead the way, but he thought he was leading the way. Then they let him do like two whole laps by himself. Before they went on the ice, so he just sort of had, it's just a, a little bit of a joke, and uh, it happened in Montreal, and the Islanders beat Montreal 4-2, to two, and I'm hoping that's what it is in the Stanley Cup, 4-2 to two for the Islanders, so woo! I hope, I hope. Uh, speaking of woo, uh, probably my favorite thing watching this week was, even though it's such a scripted show... And it's BS. Uh, the <laughs> A the A and W show treasure the treasure hunting show. The A and E. Yeah, and the A and E. <laughs> I like that you call it A and W almost every time we talk about Did it. Did I call it A and I don't even call it A <laughs> and D or A E. I no, no. I uh I call it the sorry. you know the Buddy Burger show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even call it that. I call it like I don't even, yeah, what am I doing? It's A-E-W or A-N-W or no, A-E-A-N-E. It's too many A's, too many E's, and not enough wheels of fortune to use them on. That's the problem. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, on on A and E. A there we on, go. On A and E. Thank you, voice. <laughs> um on A and E, they have that treasure show, and they this was the season finality of it. And they were looking for Ric Flair's um his butterfly black robe, which he debuted in the Royal Rumble with. He wore it uh, so many times in the WWF. And uh, they're looking for that robe. And they're also looking for about 20 of Ric Flair's Rolex watches because he just throws them away whenever he's drinking. Good old Ricky! he's, He's lost so many things when he's drinking. So they're trying to track it down. And uh, they end up finding other Ric Flair robes on the way there. It's like a video game. You know what I like about this? This is like, this feels like this is like a Ric Flair hustle. Like, yeah, if especially if the WWE were paying for the Rolexes, it's like, yeah, I totally uh, just lost another uh, Rolex there. Somewhere he's got a box just filled with Rolexes. (laughs) My precious. Yeah. He's giving them out at Christmas every year. Yeah. it's so so they they go and uh, it turns out they go to the find one guy and he's got uh, the Starcade uh, robe and uh, it's glorious and it's done by a woman by the name of Olivia Walker and she also did yeah. Greg Valentine's robes as well as many many other people's robes throughout wrestling. She deserves classic a shout robe. out because her classic robe maker. I've always been a big robe guy. And uh, pretty soon in this conversation, just like you broke out the top 10 bald people, we had no idea, no preparation. We're going top, top 10 robe wrestlers uh, today. We're going top 10 robe wrestlers? Top 10 For robe real? wrestlers. So start thinking about your who's in the robes that you like. Oh, my God. And, just, and, don't, and don't, but don't, you know, it's like the people, you don't realize how difficult it is to name all the best bald wrestlers until you have to do it it's difficult it's difficult to name people man like, dude we tried to redo it when we golfed last week and we couldn't even get we it couldn't done do it. we couldn't do it all we could do is we could barely golf you know like <laughs> trying to add this extra wrinkle on top was just not working out for it well it wasn't just golf we had to flintstone the cart every time we had to move it <laughs> The cart had to get a bum start. Like, we had to push it uphill or downhill or skateboard it along. so crazy. It was the most ridiculous cart ever. It was great. (laughs) Skateboard cart. Yeah. So, top ten robed wrestlers later in the episode. Yes. Right now. Not right now. But but they – so then they go and they find Ric Flair. And then they they have the one robe. They get it. And then they want to get this other robe. Because the one guy who's giving up one robe wants another robe, so they have to go to another guy. They have to go to, uh, spoiler alert, the robe. they go to Charles Robinson, Lil Nate, the referee nice. from the WWE and WCW, and nice. he he's has got one. What's that? Of course he's got one. He's got one, and they yeah. ask him, and Ric Flair asks him to part with it, and he won't do it, and he's crying, Ric Flair's crying. We turn on the last episode, Mark Henry's at home crying. Like, (laughs) everybody's crying in this fucking episode. It's so great. It's so great. But they also, in previous episodes, went looking for Greg Valentine's uh, robes. And Ric Flair's the one who told him, get a robe, kid. Uh, You know. So so just keep that in mind. Keep that in yeah. mind. Greg Valentine, a lot of great robes as well. So yeah. you know. Uh what did you what did you get up to this week in wrestling? What did you what was your favorite? I don't know if it was my favorite, but this the thing that stuck with me the most this week. Actually, the thing that I liked the most this week is uh AEW, I guess, uh released some footage. Uh of the video game that they'll be releasing that Tony oh. Khan repeatedly has invested eight figures into starting the video game wing of AEW. Uh, but the video game looks amazing. It looks, it looks great. Uh, you see some footage of Darby Allen and the fight mechanic looks great. He's just tossing cop and drops off of everything. Ropes, turnbuckles, 
Wait, over did, you, the road. Wait, did you say he was tossing cough drops off of everything? Yeah, just just cough drops. <laughs> right? Fucking it's like that Vicks and Halls. It's horrible, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, I get a Ricola side in the head. Um, it's amazing. The so, so uh, what what video game system are they running on? Are they run a claim, or do you know the the system? Uh, it's like uh, the the companies that collaborated on it, I believe, are the same company behind like No Mercy and shit like that. Ooh. So like the best wrestling video games of all time, essentially. These teams they've re uh, <laughs> rejoined forces under billionaire Tony Khan. To make the best wrestling video game, I think could be of all time. I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited to see what it turns out like. Yeah, that's, and that, then that's good. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I'm. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. A video yeah, game. I think, I, like, uh, I think the last uh, WWE video game I bought was uh, for the GameCube and was Day of Reckoning, and Trish Stratus Ooh. was on the cover, and it was okay. Nice. But the last one I bought. Um, that I actually bought, bought, uh, was probably WWE 2K15 or yeah. 14. Because I bought them there for a stretch because they're super fun to play with a group. Oh, yeah? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can spam finishers and shit. Oh, and I, is I did. Uh, I fun. bought one. I bought it for my friend or I went to, when I went down to my friend's place in PEI, um, I rented the game system. And I rented a couple game NHL. Remember when you WWE. could do that? Remember when you could rent game systems? Yeah, and stuff? yeah, fucking right. Yeah, and you, you still can right. in some places. You have to probably. Oh sure, I'm sure you can. So that was always cool, and uh, so maybe WWE uh, 16 might have been the one, the last one I played. I think John Cena was on the cover. So, but Bret Hart might have been just added to the game or something like that, or something really. That's cool. what got me. That's what got me in is that when they started adding like legacy characters in. That's why I bought thirteen because it was the Attitude Era storyline. I think. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, a Hell in the Cell. I don't know if you watched that. That was a solid card, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't like the Red Cell. Like, I don't like, I'm not saying I don't like red cells. I'm not arguing white cells versus red yeah, cells. Yeah. I'm saying the red certain, cell. There's certain things in the card that work a bit fucky, okay? Like, why was Bianca Belair and and, uh, and Bailey in a cell, but not Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley? Like, that. that's like the much more compelling story to put in a cell. Not, not, hey, you're laughing at me. Shut up. I you think shut up. maybe. My oh, guess is no, it has something to do with the fact that maybe they kept Bailey off WrestleMania. Like, like I still don't understand yeah. that. So maybe they give her the Hell right. in the Cell match. I, maybe I guess, but like I don't know. I found it I found it dumb, especially with the build you've been doing. And then, you know, there's some stuff that was pretty good. Yeah, I thought the show like, was. Eh. I thought it was like all all the matches were okay, yeah, but okay. but then. There were things that happened, but then the finishes I wasn't happy with. Like I, I you know, like a hell, a hell in the cell finish should not be a schoolboy. That is not a hell in the cell. Hell in the cell finishes one guy lying. The, the fact that they don't have blood in these matches either. Well, why even have yeah. them? What is this? Yeah. The cell now is for a decoration. You know, yeah. like what are they gonna exactly. do? Like. <laughs> The first part of the word is, is hell, but like you could I change it to even. you could change it to bell. You could change it to a fell. I fell in the cell and I can barely get up. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's a stupid finish. No, it's and it's rolling. just I, yeah, I somebody's got to be battered. Yeah, the schoolboy was finished. The finish was horrible. Uh, then the horrible um, uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, 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 Charlotte Flair match. You have Charlotte Flair getting disqualified for for disassembling, no, which is the gentleman thing to got, do: disassembling the table to do yeah, something Rhea Ripley through got it. Disqualified for it. Yeah, Rhea Ripley got disqualified. For oh, it, my bad. For yes. hitting her with the for yes. her with the top of the table, the, and it's like, but it's a hell. It, but like, you know, like, come on, it's a hell in the sun interview. Let people go off here. I just think the the women are discriminated towards when it comes to the violence that they're allowed to portray. Like uh, it goes back to Survivor yeah. Series a couple of years ago in L.A., 
where uh, Charlotte Flair is wrestling uh, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair gets disqualified for using the kendo stick on Ronda Rousey. Well, why can every ah. fucking guy? Why are you putting kendo sticks under the ring in the first place? That's it. Why? There's no why? reason. They don't even belong in wrestling. But if you're going to put it. them there, let the guys use them. Let the girls use them. It's like Bianca Belair hair. We've already <laughs> talked about this. That's a fair play, baby. It's a fair play. The hair's the hair is fair. All right. Yeah. If you if she's going to use it, then you can use it. And if you don't, you can lose it. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, that's... And I think we are heading... I don't know if I said this over the last couple weeks, but I think we are... And, and I think this is crazy to even say, suggest this. But I from I've felt this way now for at least three weeks. I don't know if I've said it because it sounds so stupid. But I think Cesaro and Rollins are headed for a tuxedo match. It's going to be something stupid. Well, tuxedo matches have a long history in the WWE, WWF. Mr. Fuji, mm -hmm. whenever you had to wrestle and Mr. Fuji in some sort of feud, you always ended up in a tuxedo match. So the way Cesaro's been dressing lately and Rollins, they've been dressing super nice and they've been getting into it in the good garbs. I'm telling like, you, Cesaro's kind of dressed like that for a while. It's going to put them into a tuxedo match, and I want to see it. No, <laughs> uh, you know I do too now. Now you sold me. I want to see it too. Oh, yeah. Why not? I know at first it sounds stupid, but hey, two hot males stripping each other in the middle of the ring. But uh, yeah, like Chip Boy. And one should only have like the pants and bow tie on. <laughs> like a Chippendale dancer. They should stop and have a dance break. Have a dance maybe, break. Maybe, like, is it like on maybe. an. All of a sudden, it's, so, it's super indie. Like, yeah, and there's Patrick just, Swayze and Chris Farley swinging it. Yeah, oh, working for the weekend comes out. They do the whole fucking song, and then it stops. The lights go back out. The lights come back on, and they're back in the ring and wrestling again. And I'm like, <laughs> why not? Do something different. Um, it, show me something, baby. Show me something. Uh, so then um, I watched Mick Foley. On yeah. uh, on on Stone Cold Steve Austin's show, his talk okay, show. I watched his I watched his documentary on the A and E. Oh yeah, that's also great too. Like yeah. it's like, why is he so nice? Because he's Santa Claus. <laughs> he's <laughs> making Santa Claus. You yeah, know, but that might be the C E E tricking him into thinking he's Santa Claus. Yeah, you know, because Buddy's taking some hellacious bumps. Oh, I know. Like that's the thing is like watching watching him. On Stone Cold, uh, all the early WCW stuff I was super interested in, but then once you reach Hell in the Cell, you're like, I've heard the Hell in the Cell stories a million times, like live, not live, uh, on shows. I've watched it, you know. It's like I'm kind of over it, you know. Like it's like, and then I told the Undertaker, "What if we go up top?" And he's like, "You're insane. We're going up top." You know, it's like a million, a million times, a million times. I've heard this story. And every like. time that they revisit The Rock clanging him thirty nine thousand times in the head with a chair, oh. I'm uncomfortable watching it. Like, I was uncomfortable time. watching it when it happened. Yeah, when it was, was like fourteen it. chair <laughs> shots. I just stop fucking. Stay the fuck down, Mick. Yeah. Stay down. I felt like Terry Funk. Mick, stay down. <laughs> and like then Terry Mick, Funk. he's like, I just came down. I just came down to tell Mick to stay down. And the Undertaker <laughs> choke slams me. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was just like, man, you're, you know your kids are there. Yeah. You yeah. know your kids are there, Mick. Lay on the ground, I know. buddy. And, they, and he's still supporting those kids to this day. Those kids are like, they cannot do anything for themselves. One's got a job in the WWE writing. One is his daughter who just, I don't know what she does. I don't know what the wife does. I don't know. I don't know. There's another Mick, kid that's ill. It's like, no wonder Mick's on the road all the time. Holy smokes. I love so, Mick Foley, and I want nothing but the best for Mick Foley. That's true. That is true. I love him. And uh, the first ever book I bought about wrestling was a, was Mick Foley's Have a Nice Day. That was the first book 
wrestler biography that I bought. And probably your last because you're like, I can't read 500 pages every time. Yeah, no, I, I'm into it, man. I love this shit. Like, I was a voracious reader as a kid. I would read whatever I could get my hands on. Yeah. <laughs> and this was just, I was just like this. Oh, man, I want to be a wrestler. This is what I want to do. And then, like, then <laughs> we transitioned into late attitude era slash ruthless aggression slash all. And then I lost, you lost me so hard for a while. And then I came back roaring back. <laughs> but fuck, did I get lost there for a while? The, I, I, yeah, I just couldn't do the project. Pardon. Have a nice day is such a good book. And then uh, Foley is God is, or Foley is good mm-hmm. is also fantastic. I read his first three novels um, and I, I loved all of them. Like, I'm the same mm-hmm. with Jericho. Uh, I love Jericho's books, and I'm very excited. Jericho's got the list. It's uh, the ultimate Chris uh, Jericho list, and it's like this big book, and it's actually all of his matches, all of these lists within lists. I love lists, man. Cool. So I'm I, a list guy. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking, I would, oh, I'd love lists. That's why we're doing top ten fucking. Do you ever uh, watch? Robes. Show Life's Too Short. Have you ever seen Life's Too Short? No. Who is in it's it? It's with Ricky Gervais, Stephen Merchant. Okay, I know Mark of it. Davis. Yes. Okay, yeah. and one episode of Liam Neeson comes in, and like he's trying to learn comedy, and then he's and they're talking about lists, and Liam's like, "Oh, I love lists. I make lists of everything. Matter of fact, that's how I got the role of Oscar Schindler." And they're like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> and they laugh, and they're like, "This. Well, that's not a joke." Yeah, I love lists. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was such a good guy. I love him He's so like, much. He didn't, he didn't even lists. know the movie, what the movie was about. He's like, if there's a movie that's a list, I got to <laughs> be I just love it. making lists. Yeah. Like, yeah, he just, so yeah, he's like, well, this is a grim list, but it's still a list, and I still respect it. <laughs> Speaking of lists, though, I got a top ten list of rogue wrestlers for Whoa. whatever you're ready, mister. Okay, well, okay. well I'm going to do mine. As we go, so okay. okay. Uh, Would you want me to go in order, and then maybe you can play off to see if your number ten will beat my number ten? No, I, I got I got all mine in my head. I'm pretty good to go. So okay, so here's my go. number ten anyway. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna okay. start it anyway. Number ten. Uh, uh, number ten rogue wrestlers of all time. Number ten. I have Robert Roode. Robert Roode. Yeah, Robert. Yeah, Rude. Glory, glorious Bobby yeah, Roode. Yeah. Glorious Bobby the, Roode. As in the robes that he's wearing as Glorious Bobby Roode, like when he was that character? Exactly. Glorious Great Bobby Roode. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'd say he's my number 10. Okay. I'm going to agree with that. 10. Okay. okay. I will go with my number 9. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Number 9, Stunning Steve Austin. Ooh. Ooh, I don't have him anywhere on my list. Well, I I don't know if you've ever, ever seen any of Steve Austin's early robes. I'm a big fan, big fan they of look, Steve. And it's the only, you know he doesn't he doesn't wear robes anymore. It was early Steve Austin, and he had I great robes. Maybe the reason why I don't have him on this list is because Stunning Steve was the lesser of his two characters portrayed. And when I think of Steve Austin, it's very seldom robed up Stunning Steve. See, you know what I mean? See, I do, but for me, um, I remember when Stunning Steve Austin was PWI Rookie of the Year, and I've been watching his entire career as Stunning Steve Austin, then into Hollywood Blonde Steve Austin, then into Goodbye Steve Austin, then into, didn't really see the ECW stuff, but then into the Ringmaster, and then into yeah. Stone Cold. Um, yeah. The evolution is there. And the robes are beautiful, so that's why so I that's have your him number on nine. Mind. I like that. Okay, so my number nine was uh, the boxer incarnation of Mark Merrow. I didn't even you know, even consider a boxing robe. Yeah, see, I I am because it's a robe. It is very much a robe, and I also have another uh, inspired choice on this list as well. But Mark Yokozuna's kimono, is that where you're going with it? No, no, but that's really good. Uh, That's a really good one, and I'm sad I missed it. Know what, though? Your stunning Steve Austin, I will put over boxing version of Mark Merrow. I should fucking hope so, because even in a match, he would beat him. 
I love Stunning Steve Austin, but like I always associated Stunning Steve with the Hollywood blonde Stunning Steve, not the robed up version of because like maybe because you're a little bit older than me. I am a little so, bit older uh, than you. This is why. Okay, so number ten we have glorious Bobby Roode. Number nine, Stunning Steve Austin. Number eight, I have Greg the Hammer Valentine. I think that's a little low for Greg the Hammer Valentine and his robes, to be honest. Listen, uh, my my, I've got a lot of solid picks above him. I think, but he, I have him at number eight. A uh, number eight. See, I would yeah. number eight for me. Um, as I just think in my head, uh, robes, robes, <laughs> robes, <laughs> long coats, long, long robes, flowing robe, robes, flowing robes. Um, I would say, uh, you know. I would say at number uh, eight, are we at? Yeah. I would go with Tully Blanchard. And uh, to be specific, I like Tully Blanchard's. Uh, it's black, silver, and red. I don't know if you can see that one or you can know that one or see it, but I do like that one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you're going to go Tully Blanchard. I'm going to go Greg Valentine. It, the amazing thing is that a lot of these wrestlers come from the South or come from Mid-South or NWA. Yeah. They're not yeah, WWE very wrestlers. Southern, it's a very Southern thing. I think I've got one guy who's really known for wrestling in the Northern Territories on my list of robed wrestlers. I think the guys, like, even when I look at the Montreal wrestlers, they all wore the like the like the jackets that look like robes, like the Rougeos and Dino Bravo and Rick Martel. Yeah, they're sparkly. They're, they're like varsity jackets almost. Sometimes. Yeah, and they were really sparkly and puffy. But they yeah. were kind of like the robes, but they were they didn't yeah. have the robe. So okay, so who did okay, so I said You have Tully Blanchard, I've Tully, got Greg Valentine. And you have Greg Valentine? All right. Well that's uh let's 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 just, move on for now. Because yeah. I might be willing to sacrifice my next pick. All right. Because my next pick is number seven, and I got uh the ultimate fighting machine, Ken Shamrock. I don't even remember what he wore to the ring. He wore. I know he had the, a red, had the gear. A red, he okay. Wore a red hooded robe that was usually like if he was wearing black trunks, it was black with fringe red, or it'd be fr or red with fringe black that he wore. It was another fight style robe, but he wore that. But I'd be willing to give it to Tully Blanchard or Greg Valentine, respectively. I'd be willing to give that spot to either. Hmm. I was gonna go. With uh, well, number number seven, I have uh, in my head, I have Paul, Mister Wonderful Orndorff. I have him higher. You have him higher. Okay, yeah, one well, spot. I have him at six. Okay, and where were you now? Eight or seven? We're at we're at seven, but willing to concede either Greg to Hammer or Tully to number seven. Okay, so I have seven. You have him as six. I'd be fine with going with him at six and then putting okay. in, I don't know about Ken Shamrock. I bet this. No, I'm saying we could kill Ken Shamrock and put either Tully or Greg there. Why don't, Greg put, why don't we put, Tully, why don't we put Tully, why don't we put Tully, Greg at, at seven and then leave uh, Mr. Wonderful at six. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All so, right. So we've got 10. One second. Nine, eight, seven, six. Okay. So number 10, Glorious Bobby Roode. Number nine, Stunning Steve Austin. Number eight, Tully Blanchard. Number seven, Greg Valentine. Number six, Paul Orndorff. Mr. Wonderful. And for number five, for, number five, for, I, have Char I have Charlotte Flair. Okay, I'm fine with that. Charlotte yeah, Flair. I have a, Charlotte Flair. A yeah. lot of belts, a lot of straps. Okay, number four. Who do you have for number four? Well, I like... This is a pick that my pick might be a bit controversial, but I don't know. We'll find out after yours. Well, for four, I like to go with, uh, with someone uh, like a, a robe from the 70s, even late, even... Like late sixties, uh, I'm talking about Dusty Rhodes when he was in the WWE. Uh, 
He had a big hat. He had a robe that matched the hat. When he turned around, it had Dusty written on the back. And Dusty Rhodes was never a really robe wrestler because he got too fat. Like to like he got kept getting heavier and heavier and heavier. But this is when Dusty was leaner. He was feuding with superstar Billy Graham. And the robe that he wore at that time, he just looked so fucking cool. I just think Dusty Rhodes, even though I think his robing was a short-lived period for Dusty. Yeah, that's really uh, high on this list. I just, I think, I think that Dusty robe looks so cool on him. Uh, I'm gonna go with that. You see, I said I had a controversial pick, and you're like this. Oh yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> like the, uh, my pick for number four was the Undertaker. Okay. Because like 90, 90% of his career, he'd come out in robes in his entrance attire. They were gothic, dark-ass robes. But yeah, they they're were trench coats. Well, if they were not trench coats. you go, trench coats, you got to start counting the Ultimate Warriors stupid trench coat with the no, no sleeves. Those weren't trench coats. I'm talking, I'm talking specifically that during the Attitude Era, the Lord Duster? of Darkness. No, the Lord of Darkness Taker. Where it was the hood okay. and all that shit. Like the leather buckled up. Like, look at me. I'm a fucking one of those creepy dudes. He's from like a, he's scary. like a, yeah, he's like an altar boy or something. He's got a druid or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The druid robes that he was wearing. And then he had that entrance where he had all of the druids fucking lined up. <laughs> oh! Yeah, buddy. The Undertaker is my pick. Oh. Number four. Jeepers, I do not agree with that at all. Ooh, um, it's like Dusty Rhodes. You put Dusty Rhodes above stunning Steve Austin's robe, period. Or Do you know the Dusty Rhodes robes? They called uh, him Dusty the, Robes when he wore this. It oh, was so I, good. You, again, I have to I like for this list, I have to associate the character with a robe in their gimmick, and I just don't with Dusty. I picture him, uh, like, I don't see the robes on him, you know? I, that's just me. Just me. All just me. right. We well, have... we're, move, we're moving on. We're moving yeah, on. Yeah, we'll keep that we'll just keep there. That. We'll keep that Okay, like next, that. next for me. But this is, okay, number three. I have, can I start number three for you? You go ahead. Because it ties into number four. I don't have Dusty Rhodes, but I have his kid, Dustin. I've got Gold Dust. Oh, yes, Gold Dust. 100% gold dust Ro- war robes because of his father um <laughs> he's a good broke up boy yeah yeah uh, does gold dust is number 3 yeah yes 100% over the undertaker yeah i have him at number 4 i don't even have him on the list get him off <laughs> undertaker 100% uh, oh, I don't know about the. Uh, see, that's the other I'm thing is like. Send you a picture. Some, I'm gonna send you a picture of him. Ah, uh, no, not agreeing. Uh, uh, so, so, uh, uh, gold dust, the vintage gold dust robes, one hundred percent amazing. Uh, I gotta say, if that's if that's a th- number three, the number two. Come I, on, look how dope this robe is, Casey. How can I show you my screen? Casey, I have to show you. What? I have to show you how amazing this robe is. I'm doing it. Share screen. Share your screen. Chrome tab. Undertaker robe. Check this out. Buddy, he's like super shredder. Yeah, mm. you're like that. I can see your face. You're like this. Oh, shit, that's a badass robe, bud. I don't know if robe. I'd wear that getting out of the bathtub. Look at all these robes he's got. He's got so many robes. He's got this robe. He's got this cool robe where he's got the ace of spades behind his head. Okay, that's that's very ace fraily, by the way. See, like, um, I don't know. I'm just I, I'm just putting I'm just putting it out there, just showing you all of the various robes as well as the dusters. He's worn some capes. He's worn robe. The Undertaker is a fashion icon, and I think we should add him to this list. All right, can you can we okay can can you can you do Google fucking Dusty Rhodes robe please? Can we yeah, just I'll, Google Dusty Rhodes robe? I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up Dusty robes. Dusty robe? No, not just Dusty robes. Dusty Rhodes <laughs> robe. Uh, 70s. Dusty Rhodes. 
Yeah. Robes. Try to put some pictures, pull images, Google. Okay. I see one. I see one, and it's not a great look. Okay. <laughs> it looks... <laughs> okay, one second, one second. How do I add this? How do I show you? I wish the viewers could see this, Casey. People, because... if you're at home, My Google goodness. Dusty Rhodes looks like you're drunk. And see, that's your drunk uncle. I'm talking. That, that's what I'm talking about. The big hat and a big thing, and turn around and just say "Dusty" on it. It looks great. That's not that. That's- His eight seven. That's that's too. Rick- stole- it looks like Rick. Fla- he stole Rick Flair's. One of yeah, I was gonna Flair's. say stole fabulous Moolah's robe. No, no, no. The Dusty Rhodes one is. But see, uh, those are the only two robes that I can find under his name. That's all I'm he saying. He wasn't a robe guy, but there was a. A that's why we can't put him that high on the That's list. the one you telling me you want to put the oh yeah, yeah. look at that. I that put looks the great. Gothic shredder one over this weird hippie trip bathrobe. Yeah, it looks <laughs> awesome. And on the back it says Dusty, and it's fucking great. I would take that uh, over over a Ooh. lot of the robes. Over Ooh. is Ken Shamrock on this list? Because he just got bumped. We booted him off. Shamrock's off the Who list. Who else? Mark Merrill's not on the list, is he? Merrill got the boot, too. He's, He's getting booted. Too. Who else is on this yeah. list that's questionable? This is what we got. Okay, we're going to go back. We're going to go back here. <laughs> Number 10, glorious Bobby Roode. Yes. He stays. Number 9, stunning Steve Austin. Stays. Okay. Number 8, Tully Blanchard. I could say, I could put Dusty at number 8 and get rid of Tully. You want to do that? How many horsemen do we I'm need? I'm okay with that just because I love I love Dusty Rhodes. That's what I'm saying. I, I could do that because I love Dusty Rhodes and I'll give him a spot any day. Okay. So I'm... Dusty Rhodes is now number eight. Okay. I'm happy with that. Go next. What's next? Dusty Rhodes. Number seven is Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yes. Number six. Number six is Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Yes. Number five, Charlotte Flair. Yes. Number four now is The Undertaker, baby. Well argued and well pointed. You Thank went you. to the you went to the 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 video you showed in the conclusive, <laughs> and you sold me photo finish. Now, so <laughs> yes, Undertaker finish. is at four. Who is three? Gold dust. Gold dust. We do agree on that. Yeah. So number two. Number two. Now this is a crazy one. It's great. We're at number two. So number two, I've got I've got one I like. Who do you have? Let me hear let me hear your pick. Well, number two, I'm going with classic Rick Rude, fucking black with uh, red. I believe it has red diamonds on it. Maybe we agree. We, we don't even need to embellish anymore. We agree a hundred percent. I have Rick Rude at number two, and it was just the way Rick Rude used the robe. How he would put his hands yeah. in his pocket, and then he would like slowly just show his abs, and he'd be fucking ripped. Or often <laughs> the robe was hiding what was underneath on his tights, and then he would have more of a gimmick yeah, exactly. on his tights. Your fucking face or your girlfriend's face would be on his dick, man. Like that was crazy <laughs> shit. And his robes were always yeah. great because he was ravishing. There's only one Rick Rude. Rick. Glorious. There'd be no glorious Bobby Rude if there was no that ravishing Rick, Rick Rude. And yeah. that's just Number the way two. it is. And so he is definitely, I think, robes. I think Rick Rude. I think number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And number one, of course, I don't think we can argue. Woo! Woo! Yes, that's right. Wahoo McDaniel. Um, yep, no. I'm going to do 100%, baby. Actually, can, you know what? Uh, great robes, unmentioned. Um, I will say who has great robes that didn't get mentioned is... Um, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. No, no, no. no not that fucking... Robe. Not that <laughs> boxing gear. No. No. Yeah, why do so many wrestlers with the same gimmick? I'm <laughs> talking about... Because oh, they all wrestled in that brawl for all. The I'm yeah, saying yeah. Uh, Okada. Okada had great has great robes. Ooh. Beautiful. The Rainmaker, yeah. yeah. awesome robes. Did not make the list. Yeah. That's my honorable mention. Oscar, I think. 
I think Oscar as well. Oscar's robes are are something, are something. I love Oscar so much. I love you ever you ever watch her videos you ever watch her videos of just her walking around vegas going to stores and just trying to figure no. shit out as she's a japanese no, person in america fucking thing i've ever heard it's it's That's so amazing. much fun it's so much and she does she speaks all in japanese and i'm enthralled with it i'll watch yeah. it for like 10 minutes oscar's the best Oscar's the best. I, I Okay, it's... so let's recap the list one more time. We've just listed the honorable mentions. So the list of the top ten robed wrestlers as deemed by us at the Talking Wrestling Podcast are number ten, Glorious Bobby Roode. Congratulations. Number nine, Stunning Steve Austin. You did it, buddy. Number eight, Dusty Rhodes. Don't know how he did it, but he's there. I appreciate him. Number seven, Greg. The Hammer Valentine. Nice. Nice. Where are we now? Number six, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. Number five, Charlotte Flair. Number four, Oliver Humperdinck. No, sorry. <laughs> the Undertaker. Number three, Gold Dust. Number two, Ravishing Rick Rude. And number one, Ric Flair, baby. Number one with a woo. And we could even do Ric the Flair. top ten Ric Flair robes if we wanted to. But that is yeah. another debate all in itself. Um, what a good list. What a good list of wrestlers' talent right here. Yeah, because you know what? I look through, and you go through a lot of those matches, a lot of those guys, and uh, great matches in those robes. Stunning yep. Steve Austin uh, feuded Ooh. with Ricky Steamboat in that robe. Great feud with Ricky Steamboat. Um, who yeah. else? Who else? Who's number nine? Number nine was Bobby Roode. Oh, no, Bobby Roode was number nine. Okay, I can't think of a great Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode was number ten. Bobby Roode was number ten. I can't think uh, of a great Steve Bobby Roode match. Like I can't think of a great Bobby Roode feud because uh, you really, I assure, I associate Bobby Roode with beer money. When I like to think about Bobby Roode, but I love his entrance. I loved his music. Oh, I, I thought do. that alone should have got him over. It Glorious. did. It, it did get him over because I can't think it was but, any like, of his matches. Of the yeah, they so just kept him giving him belts. Uh, um, yeah, like uh, oh man, it's just uh, so yeah, many. like so many matches, so many great matches with guys from Robes over the year. Greg Valentine, great matches. Uh, Great you know, book. uh, everybody dusty. Like when you said gold dust, I was like, oh my god, yeah. When he used to come out, and Marlena would untie his robe yeah. and slowly undress yeah. him, it was so hot and it was so great. Early gold yeah, dust was early gold dust was so great. You know, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. He got yeah. He was really good. And really to, good. Really to his character. credit. Uh, Dustin is wrestling still to this day, and I love him. Yeah, ever since he was the natural. Ever since he was the natural, like even in WCW mm -hmm. when he started in WCW. Not like I when... remember watching wrestling as a little kid, and like there's a few memories that stuck out in my mind, and one of them was when Dustin Rhodes kind of debuted on or came to WCW, or de yeah, I guess debuted. And, like, they made this big deal about him being Dusty Rhodes' kid. And I was like this. I love Dusty Rhodes because I, as a small child, because Dusty Rhodes wrestled when I was a very small child, and I associate him as the nice man with the polka dots. Yes. You know what I mean? That a lot of people hated now, that, uh, part of his gimmick uh, history. But I love that. And, like, doing his dance and just having a great old time. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I was like, yo, this guy is the best. And this is his kid? His kid is wrestling? Yeah! Like, I was so into it, man. I loved it. That whole... That's all... I don't know what Vince McMahon's problem was with Dusty, but everything he tried to do to sabotage Dusty, it never worked. Like, oh, I'm going to put you... I'm going to put you in polka dots. Didn't work. Yeah, he made it work. Yeah. I'm going to name your... I'm going to name your kid Gold Dust and make him gay. Didn't work. 
It actually worked against yeah. you. It was a huge success. They got over super hard, yeah. I'm going to make Cody Rhodes stardust, and it's going to bother you. Nope, worked. You know, and it's just like they would never you literally, like, you know, they just kept fucking him over and fucking him over, even though Dusty was accredited the man for launching and getting NXT going to what it is today. Yeah. Which Hunter gets all the credit for, so... Yeah, well, they got to retell the narrative, baby. Did you watch the China doc? Uh, no, I can't bring myself to watch that yet. She was great. China was. Well, China, I'm gonna let China you. Was it's, great. it's it's a good documentary. There's some really heartwarming scenes in it, like where she goes to her first Comic Con type thing, and Mick Foley yeah. comes and visits her, and Mick Foley was like oh, one gosh. of the people that was great with her. They have interviews yeah. with like Billy Gunn, obviously X Pac, Hunter, um, like a lot of the the DX people, um, you know. And it's just uh, it's just sad that in the what the documentary is missing is um, they say how much she wanted to be in the Hall of Fame, but it's missing the DX Hall of Fame induction at the end, where she does get in the Hall of Fame finally. Her sister is in the audience. There is some sort of closure, yeah. not just for her and her family, but also for like, or for X Pac and for Billy Gunn and for you know the guys that wrestled with her within DX and all the people that wrestled like that were her that were her friends. Kevin Nash loved Ooh. her. Like so many people loved her, and they come forth in this doc. But then the people that make the doc they fall in love with her, and one guy just wants to do drugs with her. And it's, it, the doc just goes sort of down this lane, and I'm like, it, it, it. And then at the end, there's no closure, and I'm like, the closure is the fact that she did get in the WWE Hall of Fame, and she is one of a kind. There's no other woman mm-hmm. like China. They're, they're trying like no. AEW is doing a good job with with, with um, what's her name? Uh, I always forget her name, even though I absolutely Jade. love her, Jade. And uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's why I always forget it because it sounds very much like the character's name from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Jake Cargill. You know, it's like, did Jake Cargill just come and hold you up? This is Jade Cargill, and so, anyways, um, she, uh, you know, she is the next best closest thing to China, but she has none of the personality that China had, and like even. China pre personality and pro and, and and before like before when she didn't even speak like that first time where she came in and grabbed Terry Reynolds or Marlena and just fucking ragged her the shit out of oh my god how intense was that like yeah. and you're like who is this person what? and then I remember the first time I saw China like smile I was like oh my god she's pretty like I thought she was pretty. But you never saw her smile. And you always thought that her jaw was because of steroids. (laughs) But when you see her family, they all had jaws like Jay Leno. So I'm like, it wasn't steroids that made her like that that made her jaw like that. She was just not lucky. Uh, Or lucky if you have a jaw like that. I don't know. But I always, she got surgery on it because she wanted to look more female. But it's just yeah. crazy that she had this. If you look at child pictures of her, she had that big jaw as well, and it's just like, uh, just unfortunate, you know. So yeah. such a powerful jaw on a woman is not really a compliment, but um, but whatever. Statuesque jaw. But she smiled when she smiled. You didn't see the jaw because a smile, people, it lights up your face when you smile. So smile. It lights up your face. Yes. Lights up your face. Um now uh what else did you see this week? Watch Dynamite, of course. I watched some BTE. I watched uh you know, a lot of a lot of different stuff, you know? We saw the end of Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. Oh yeah, how was that? As as a tag team, they're done. Oh, they're done? 
No, no more, no more of a tag team. Why uh, is Joey that? Janela, Joey Janela, has been leaving Sonny Kiss out to dry. Sonny Kiss getting the shit kicked out of Sonny Kiss. So Joey Janela has been going out, hanging out with that piece of shit Alex Marvez. Yeah. And they've been going to some go-go bars called like the Nip Factory, Big Big Mama's Milk Jugs or whatever. What? You know, like yeah, he's been going out to these. Um, He's having a bad boy summer. He's having a bad boy summer, he calls it. And it's cost Joey Janela a relationship with Sonny Kiss because Sonny had enough. Done. Also, what happened on BT, which I liked this week, which was uh, called The Trip. Everybody got a little bit drugged out when uh, number 10, uh, number 10 showed up at the Dark Order's party room with a little party cake made of drugs. Whoa. Drug cake. And he tripped and fell and threw all the drugs in the air and it got everybody in the Dark Order fucked up. And you started to see visions of things that they were having. Ooh. You know who was in the room there, Casey Corbin? Who? Adam Page. You know what he hallucinated? What? The AEW world title. That's the start of his... This is when it's going to start now. It's going to become an obsession. Hangman Page is going to go for the strap baby and i think he's gonna get it with the help of his boys the dark order so after like i remember a couple weeks ago you were like we don't even know we don't even know if adam page is even with that dark order these days because he was hardly even associating with them at the time and now he seems to be back full drug kicks yeah doing drug kicks with him on drugs with cole cabana in the drug the cabana, doing, doing the drugs, dark, dark journey, dark force, dark order, dark order. Great. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is something. I'll tell you that right now, folks. That is something. So we got that, and then I of course watched you know Dynamite and stuff like that. Friday night Dynamite. That's what it turned out to be. Friday uh, night is such a long night of wrestling now because it started at uh, eight o'clock and you watch SmackDown till ten. And then from 10 o'clock till midnight, you watch AEW. And, uh, you know, this Friday night, I get to watch Game 7 of the Islanders versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, but guess what? I don't because I have Reese and I will be performing in Kitchener at the uh, patio of the place. Where is it? Uh, The Rusty Nail Comedy Show at the Crazy Canuck. Crazy Canuck. Yeah, yeah Rusty Dale comedy show, yeah, that and that's where that's where we'll be uh, Friday night. Yeah, and uh, I don't there know seven. There's a seven p.m. and a nine p.m. showtime. A seven p.m. and a nine p.m. showtime. So yeah, so I'm gonna be able to watch most of the game, but uh, the start of the game and the end of the game I'll miss. But I'll get to see a good middle part. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. That's all I have to say about that. That the Islanders, imagine if yeah. the Islanders, I know this is talking wrestling, Listen, but sometimes. He's going to talk some hockey. Let him do it. I Look at, please let the Islanders win the Stanley Cup. Please let them win. <laughs> I would prefer the Islanders to the Canadians, I'll tell you that much. All the Montreal Canadiens want this want the Islanders to win, and of course you do, because Tampa Bay would take you out in five games. That's it. They're so good. You have no idea. If you got beat eight nothing, I don't think you'd come back and win that next game. Good luck. Hopefully, good luck. we'll uh, we'll win this series. And Montreal, you still got to get by Vegas, and don't count your cookies before they're hatched, because uh, there's a Montreal goalie in nets in Vegas, and his name is Andre Fleury, and he's pretty good. Although. It could be Robin Leonard in Nets, and he's somebody with mental disorders, and he's pretty good too. So, who are you going to play? Who are you going to beat? Get to the Stanley Cup final. We'll get to the Stanley Cup final, and then we'll talk about it. Olympics are this year too. Big year. Who cares about the Olympics? I hate the Olympics. The Olympics suck. Uh, Sorry, no, they're pretty cool. Only if uh, my guy wins in whatever sport. Um, Well, we're going to – well – Usain Bolt has finally bolted. <laughs> he's done. He's he's okay, went to he's, now. he's went to five fucking Olympics. They're every four years. 
He's yeah, 20 he years, 20 years running gold medals every fucking. Because he's he's got the speed of an alien person. He's not a real person. He's an alien, and it's amazing. Well, he's I noticed this. So fast. The best sprinters come from islands, and the long distance people don't come from islands because you can't run long distance on an island. You're on an island. That's true. That's I just, true. You, that's my plan. That's my theory. So, um, so this year, the Olympics, there will be a new fastest man in the world, and uh, I love it when Canada I'm holds excited. that title. And I think Canada is going to take that title back. Take it back, baby. You know what I think? Speaking of Canada and the Olympic Games, you know what I think we should lobby for? What's that? Professional wrestling. In the Olymp- you know what? If you you mark it like somebody, figure skating, somebody, you mark yeah, it like figure skating. Talk, did you tell me this? Somebody told me about this, and I agree wholeheartedly. You mark it like yeah, figure skating or diving. It's you a ten minute match. Street, you two get, guys go on and put in a ten minute match. Hundred percent. I would pay the wrestling Olympics. Let's make this shit happen. And you can have every world gump like come on. And you put on the best storyline you can in 10 minutes. You get marked for storyline. You get marked for athleticism, performance of moves. Like, you know, if you do a fucking triple back sup of fucking loom fault, you know, that's like got to be as difficult as a quadruple axle. Yeah, know? I think so. A, sh- a shooting star press is at least a double sow cow. Oh, fuck for sure. For yeah. sure. You know, let's do it. Let's lobby Cesaro, for the hashtag. Look at Pro Wrestling 2025 Olympics. If a girl can put her leg out and twirl 20 times around, Cesaro can put Seth Rollins in the spinneroonie in the thing and spin him 20 times around. Amazing. You know what? Why? Think- if it's like I always compare wrestling to, to figure skating, so mm-hmm. why not? Uh, the crazy cannot just tag me in a post. Woo! That's where we are Friday night. But why not? Woo! I do love that idea. I do love that idea. Fucking right. It's a good idea, right? Let's let's make this happen, IOC. Yeah, let's, half your sports are fixed anyways. Let's do it. Come on, let's do it. Fucking Jeff Galule. I that's he was never an athlete, but he was he took out Nancy Kerrigan or was involved <laughs> in it. But that's wrestling right there. You got, took, you got you got took the other opponent got taken out in like the parking lot by two thugs. That <laughs> if that isn't any more wrestling than what is. You know what? Then the what ratings is. that year for NBC for Tonya Harding versus Nancy Kerrigan figure skating broke fucking records. I don't know if they did or not, but I'm pretty damn sure they did. <laughs> they made a movie yeah, about it. Mike, Mike drop. Mic drop. Bam. Uh Reese, I was gonna say where are you gonna be this week, but I know where you're gonna be this week. So what, what else you got going you on? Later. Yeah, well I got that. We're uh dropping another episode of Film is Dead. Uh <clears throat> the conclusion of the Las Vegas uh trilogy is dropping. And that, of course, is gonna be uh Oceans Eleven. Is how we're Ocean's closing out 11. the Vegas trilogy. So we're talking about Ocean's Eleven, breaking that down. It should be a good time. Which Ocean's Eleven? Is it going to be the new one or the original? Uh, you have to tune in, and find out, baby. No, it's going to be the uh, the new one. It's the new one. All right, so <laughs> it's going to be the new one with uh, with uh, with George Clooney and Brad Pitt and Matt Damon and Don Cheadle, uh, Scott Can. Uh, yeah. some little Asian dude, Casey Aff- Casey Affleck. Oh, uh, uh, what's his name? The old man, great Carl cast. Reiner. Carl, Carl Reiner. Reiner. That I was talking about the other old man too. Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. Yes, from Friends. Such a good cast. Such, Such a, a great cast. cast. Andy Garcia, Julia Roberts, Julia. Bernie Mac. Come on. Bernie Mac is the card dealer. Yes. What a Turn great movie. Up. Watch the show. Yeah, so that's what we got. Like, I'm hanging out with you, and we got that. I'm going to play some golf, baby. That sounds like a perfect weekend. And right. if you can get a little wrestling in there, uh, not much could be better. Folks. That's right. Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the show this week. And uh, thanks for letting us put a headlock on your ears. For Never Sleeps Network, for Reese, 
myself. Uh, we'll talk at you next week. Adios. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.